You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to my basement bar on the south side of Chicago. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you are listening to Socks in the Basement, a 2020 simulated season, each and every game ever since opening day, right along with the schedule that the White Sox would have played in 2020. And I don't know whether or not baseball is coming back this year, although I do know a lot of people are trying to will it back. Lots of crazy reports have come out. Lots of people on Twitter trying to argue with each other. Who's right? Who's wrong? You know what I know is going on? Nothing right now, unfortunately. The good news is there's always hope. And until then, there's White Sox baseball simulated with MLB The Show on Socks in the Basement. Brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park, located at the corner of 33rd and Princeton. Remember, you can support a small business that currently needs all the help they can get. And you get some great food out of it as well. Make sure you're contacting them and using Grubhub or going direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. Check out that full and complete menu. It has been a wild and raucous series with the Tampa Bay Rays. It went 14 innings before the White Sox lost Game 1. And even though they were trailing in Game 2, they come back in a big way and win 10-5 last night. And now Dallas Keuchel takes the mound as the White Sox try to take yet another series. Without further ado, we send it out to Guaranteed Rate Field. Socks, Rays, next. Welcome to the south side of Chicago and Guaranteed Rate Field. It's day baseball on a Thursday before the White Sox hit the road for a six-game West Coast road trip, and they go to try to win two out of three here against the Tampa Bay Rays before heading off to San Francisco and San Diego. And Dallas Keuchel will come out for his eighth start of the season through the first seven, a 4-1 record. 3.48 earned run average, 41 and a third innings, 38 hits with 14 walks as a whip of 1.26. He also has 35 strikeouts. Jose Martinez leads off, and the righty fouls off a two-seam fastball, and we are underway. 0-1 on him here in the top of the first inning on the south side. Keiko was sharp in his last outing. He was perfect as the first pitch came at 111. It's just been announced perfect until the sixth inning and a no-hitter until the seventh. That was against the Baltimore Orioles. White Sox are 22-14 and 14 currently, second in the AL Central. Coming into today's action, they're two and a half out of first place behind the Twins. And the Indians are four back as this one is rifled on the first baseline and a base hit right away for the leadoff hitter. He's on his way into second base. He's got a stand-up double. So Martinez gets a hit right away, and that shows how fortunes can change. We talked about how Keuchel wouldn't let anybody on base the last time up. First guy gets a double. Willie Adamas, 1-0 the pitch on the way. Chop foul, the count evens at one, with Martinez taking a good lead over at second base. Last night, Adamas had a two-run home run. He was one for four in that 10-5 White Sox win. Sends this one to second base. Mendick bobbles the ball, now over to first. He's still going to get him. Runner's going to advance to third with one out. 
go around the horn real quick for you. Grandal's behind the plate. Encarnacion stands at first base while Abreu DHs today. Mendick gets another start. He had a heck of a game last night. So Ricky Renteria going with the hot hand at second. Anderson's at short. Moncada's at third. Left field is Leori Garcia tonight. Uh, we also have Luis Robert in center and Nomar Mazzara in right. Aloya Menez taking the day off, or at least not starting. He struggled over the last couple of days, so makes sense at this point. Give him a rest if he's tired. Austin Meadows is up. The lefty's hitting 256 with one out and a runner on third. Lifts this one to first base. Encarnacion's going to make an easy play. And there's two gone. The runner has to hold a third. So Hunter Renfro, this is the first time we've seen him all series long. Here's a guy with some power. He's a right-handed hitter. The Rays traded for him, but they're using him in a platoon role where he's only hitting against lefties right now, and he's only hitting 234. The four-hitter in the lineup takes a cut fastball below the knees inside. 1-0 the count. Keuchel let the leadoff man on with a double. And is hoping to strand him at third now with two outs in the top of the first inning. The pitch on the way. Inside misses, 2-0. Keuchel's throwing that two-seam fastball at about 87 miles per hour. That's what he just sent over. There's a little bit too inside as Renfro bats with a very open stance, and that's probably why he couldn't reach a changeup right there on the outside corner, 2-1. He hits in a way that I would... Yell at a little leaguer for leaning all back, but not straight up, swinging a miss on a changeup, two and two. Dave Lawrence is behind the plate today. I think this is the first time we've had him calling balls and strikes in a game that the White Sox have played in. Two two, the count is even to Renfro. Into the left center field gap. It is tailing back to the wall. Robert goes up. And he almost makes the play, but it goes off his glove and out of here. It went straight up. It only gets out at 381 feet, and it hits Luis Roberts' glove as he leaps over the wall to try to get it. It hung up there so long, I couldn't believe that it made it to the wall. And it barely gets over. And for the third time in three games, the Rays have scored in the top of the first inning against a White Sox starter. And they lead two to nothing. In game one, it was a three-run home run before any outs were recorded against Reynaldo Lopez. In game two last night, a solo shot that Giolito gave up made it one to nothing. And as this one has flown out to Robert in shallow center field, the Rays have a two-nothing start before the White Sox come to the plate. They like to get it going early. Midway through the first, 2-0 Rays. Yanni Chirinos, seven starts under his belt, 2-2 two two record, 3.30 earned run average, 43 and two-thirds innings. With 35 hits and 11 walks, it gives him a whip of 1.05. That's like a relief pitcher. He's the starter out there, so very efficient. 25 strikeouts as well to this point. And the leadoff man, Tim Anderson, comes up hitting 340 with four home runs. Stands in, waiting for the first pitch. And it's inside on the hips. Ball one. The Rays in fourth in the AL East 
at 16 and 22. They show that replay at the end of the inning as we were going to the bottom of the first. Luis Robert got some air. He got underneath that really high fly ball. He had plenty of time to wait for it. Like I said, initially it looked like it was just going to be a pop out to the outfield. He gave it his all and hit the tip of his glove and went over the wall. Would have been out either way. He didn't help it over. But he was that close. Two and one the count now to Anderson, the pitch. The righty Chirinos gets him the swing and foul one off. Two and two. Next offering is a low sinker below the knees. The count is full to the leadoff hitter with Leori Garcia standing on deck. Sends this down the first baseline foul into the stands. Anderson has led for most of the year in batting average, but Moncada overtook him last night as he flies this one out in the right field along the line and back towards the 335 mark. It'll be caught as they were shading him a little bit. And Garcia comes up with one out here at the bottom of the first inning. He's hitting 280, two home runs and 14 RBI. Leary had a big hit last night. Had a big moment as a pinch runner in the first game of the series. Today he's playing left field for Aloya Menes. Takes the ball outside, 1-0 the count. Getaway day, day baseball. Here for the Sox. Outside sinker misses 2-0. Then it's three in San Francisco. And three in beautiful San Diego. The 2-0 pitch misses. Split finger, 3-0 to Garcia with Abreu on deck. Light crowd today. It is early May. But they're winning. I expect to see more, even for day baseball. Once the kids are out of school, this place should be packed. He walks him on four pitches, so Chirinos puts Garcia in some speed on board. And Abreu comes up. He's got nine home runs and 23 RBIs to go with his 276 batting average. He's DHing today. I wouldn't say he's struggling, but I don't have him lighting the world on fire either. And there's been a lot of strikeouts over the last week. So it takes a low sinker for ball one. One for four with one RBI last night. He had multiple opportunities to do more. He was lucky Moncada picked him up several times with a big evening in the four spot. As a slider misses high and outside, 2-0. Six straight pitches from Chirinos have been called a ball. As Garcia takes a good-sized lead at first with one out here in the bottom of the first inning. This one's fouled off down the first baseline, a split finger at 81 miles an hour. Two and one the count. Ripped deep. And gone into left field. That is a no-doubter from Jose Abreu. 432 feet and got out of here at 108 miles per hour. Abreu puts a charge into it and launches this one out in the left. That was a monster shot. This game is tied at two. Looking at where this one goes, it actually ends up in left center. Lands the second full section to the left of the batter's eye about halfway up. That's a big shot here in this ballpark. 
And Mankata, who leads the team in batting average amongst eligible batters, hitting 348, sitting on six home runs and 23 RBI. And four of those home runs have come since he moved into the four spot about a week and a half ago. He has taken to that with the average going up and the power going up after Jimenez failed to be able to grab that spot in the order, after Grandal failed to get that spot in the order, after Encarnacion failed to get that spot in the order. All three of them struggled in the four spot. Moncada comes in, and so far so good, and he's 3-0 quickly with one out here in the bottom of the first in a 2-2 game. Batting from the left side, an inside sinker just catches the corner, 3-1. We said it last night. We said it the first night. We say it most nights. This is a good offense. And even if a team gets out early, and it's no need to panic as this game is already tied in the first. Two-run home run met with another two-run home run. This one is fouled off, and the count is full. Chirinos into the wind and ripped. Big diving stab at first. Going to be a close play, but it's flipped over to the pitcher, Chirinos, for the three-to-one putout. He dove way out to the second base side, knocked that down, had to recover and throw it from his knees. But he gets Moncada by a half a step. And there's two outs here in the bottom of the first. And the five-hitter today, Yasmani Grandal. He's batting from the left side for the first time in a while. There's a shift on for him. They got the third baseman at short. Second baseman behind second base. I'm sorry, the shortstop behind second base. Second baseman out in shallow right field. One and one the count to Grandal. Who's hitting 250 coming into today's action. Rips this one deep down the first baseline, hooking foul just before it gets to the pole. One and two, a pitcher's count. With two outs in the bottom of the first. Checked up on a ball outside. They're going to say he didn't go. Two and two as he almost chased it. Count is even. An inside pitch hits him on the hip. Rondal tried to turn and get out of the way. It hit him on the hip. That's got a smart. That lands right below the belt. On his hip as he turns inside to try to avoid that ball. So he goes down to first base. That is the second hit batsman in this series. If you remember yesterday, Giolito hit Kevin Kiermeyer. The next at bat after Kiermeyer had hit a home run. Didn't look like a situation where it would have been intentional. And Encarnacion on the first pitch rips this one down the third baseline. Back, back, and gone! Edwin Encarnacion wastes no time. And the Sox pick up where they left off yesterday against the Rays on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. He puts this out at 412 feet down the line. 105.1 miles per hour gets out. The hit batter Grandal and Encarnacion score two two-run home runs from Abreu and Edwin here in the first inning. And a 2-0 deficit becomes a 4-2 lead as he launches this one way back over the White Sox bullpen and into the crowd. Nomar Mazara comes up hitting an even 200. They're going to rename the Mendoza line the Mazara line soon if he doesn't start hitting. He takes a pitch outside for a ball, 1-0 the count. Still two outs in the bottom of the first inning. We've seen three home runs, all of them two-run jacks in this game. The first one from the Rays, the next two from the Sox. 
Inside pitch misses 2-0. And Chirinos, he's about to throw his 30th pitch of the game. And he's still in the first inning. Swung on and chopped back into the catcher. On a sinker in the zone, 2-1 the count to Mazzara. The lefty rips this one now deep into the right center field gap. Back to the wall. And that one is going to clear as well. Nomar Mazzara hits his fourth home run, the third home run of the White Sox in this inning. 411 feet. Right about where Scott Pesednik hit his in the 2005 World Series. I think the seat was blue right next to where that ball landed. Out in right center field, he gets a hold of this one and drives it. It was an inside pitch that didn't get inside enough. And he puts good wood on it and sends it right over there. I'm telling you, the guy that caught it could be sitting in pod seat. Chirinos remains in the game and throws a sinker at the knees for a strike to Danny Mendick, the eight hitter. Sacks at a one-out, two-run home run, a two-out, two-run home run, followed immediately by the home run from Mazzara, so back-to-back jacks from Encarnacion and Mazzara. And now you have Danny Mendick, who has two home runs in his last five games and hitting 261. Surprising power from the little man. And he's 2-1 and one right now in the count. It was as if Mendick responded to the promotion of Mandrigal by saying, I'm going to raise my batting average by 35 points and start hitting homers. Checks up on a slider 2-2. Two and two. And he makes Ricky Renteria's job really hard right now as Mandrigal is the guy they expect to take the job and Mendick is the guy that's winning it. Although he checks up here on one inside, they're going to say he went around and that's strike three. The inning is over. But the White Sox get five runs to take the lead 5-2, to two, and we're only through the first at this point. What will the second inning be like? Brandon Lowe has 20 RBIs for his team. He's hitting 273 and batting in the sixth spot after we saw him up at the top of the order against right-handed starters. There's a shift on. But the Sox are playing with Mendick out in shallow right field and Mankata over at short. That's a strike to him. The 0-1 pitch from Keuchel swung on and missed on a two-seamer outside 0-2. And what I've learned with Dallas Keuchel so far, with few exceptions, if you give him a lead and he starts to feel it, it's over. Swung on and missed. Four-seamer in the same spot. High and away. He strikes out his first victim here in the top of the second inning. On three pitches and low goes back to the dugout. One out. Manuel Margot. Another outfielder who's right-handed that we did not see in the first two games of this series, but they changed their lineup around dramatically when a left-handed starter comes in. Now, he's hitting 280 in the seventh spot right now. He's 1-0 and takes an inside two-seamer high above the hands. 2-0 the count. Margot and Hunter Renfro both got their start in San Diego. The Rays and the Padres, who we'll see, very, very soon, within the next week, out in San Diego, they've orchestrated some deals. Anytime the Rays acquire a player who's young, you have to wonder what the evaluators on the other team missed that they see, because they are right a lot. Inside fastball catches the zone, three and one the count, with Choi on deck. Next pitch is rifled off the leg of Keuchel. It bounces the short. Anderson going to try to get him at first, but... It was like a pinball machine. Coop's going to come out with the trainers to check on Keiko. Is that one right off his 
his right leg and bounced out to short. An infield hit. He's okay. He stands in and throws an inside cut fastball, 1-0. G-Man Choi is hitting 231. The lefty has a runner on first with one out here in the top of the second. Keuchel checks the runner. He's got some speed. Throws a two-seamer high and past him. One and one the count. Choi's hit streak continues up to nine games. He got to eight games well into extra innings on Tuesday night. He now lifts this one in the right field underneath it. No, it's going to drop in front of Mazzara. Came out of the air quickly. He was setting up like he was going to catch it and then realized that ball was dropping quicker than he thought. Choi has a 10-game hitting streak now. And he's on with a base knock to right field. First and second with one out. Keiko struck out the leadoff man here in the second and low. Now he's got two runners on here in the top of the second. And Mike Zunino hitting 267. Rips this one to short. They're going to try to double play over to Mendick. Over to first. Rack him up. Six to four to three. Sox out of the inning. And they go to the bottom of the second with a three-run lead. Leading five to two. This Sox in the Basement broadcast is brought to you proudly by Cork and Carey at the park. 33rd in Princeton. Award-winning burgers, dogs, wings, wraps. Food that reminds you of the ballpark in a good way. Gourmet stuff. As Luis Roberts stands in and takes a strike on the inside corner. 0-1. Go to Grubhub or go direct to Cork and Carry at the park.com. Support a Southside tradition. And don't forget, they're over on Western Avenue right now as well, though they can't open up because of these rules. 0-2 pitch misses inside on the sinker, 1-2. So if you're able to support them with the food delivery out of Cork and Carry at the park, please do so. Low and outside, a sinker. The count evens at two from Chirinos to Robert, who's hitting 204. Although he has started to heat up lately. Had a day off yesterday after a very, very long game on Tuesday night. Back in the lineup in center field, takes an inside sinker, three and two. Since he's been moved down to the nine spot, he had been in the eight spot. Since he's gone down to the nine spot, we've seen him start to work things out. I don't know what the difference is. Maybe it's having T.A. behind him. But he needed something. And he's got a full count right now. Chirinos with the pitch. Swung on and sent back up the middle. It's going to stay up there long enough for a play to be made. A nice hard hit ball that just did not get down quick enough. And Robert is down in the first out of the bottom of the second inning. Tim Anderson's 0 for 1. Got a fly out on the first inning. I'm sure he feels like he missed out. Because he made it out and then the hit parade began. Chops his split finger back. 0-1 the count. The Rays got two in the top of the first. The Sox got five in the bottom of the first. And we sit here with one out in the bottom of the second. Chirinos throws a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. That's his 44th pitch of the game. With one out here in the bottom of the second. Ripped foul down the third base line off the tarp. One and two. Pitchers count to Anderson. T.A. takes this one deep down the third base line, but foul. White Sox batters have been getting around quick on Chirinos and driving them. This ball's in the dirt outside on a split finger, count even at two. So T.A. fighting back in the count. Now chops back another one right on the border. Lower outside portion of the plate as he protects. Chirinos trying to work quickly, the pitch. Swung on and missed a slider a little lower than Anderson thought it was going. 
Swings over the top of it. Second strikeout for Chirinos in the second out of this inning. And folks, don't forget, SoxOn35th.com, the world-famous blog, has partnered with Sox in the Basement. We started doing our broadcast. They were sitting around talking about doing a simulated season. I said, let's get together. Let's do this. As a ripped shot to first base by Garcia is knocked down. It almost gets through. It ends up going 3-1 to one as Troy throws his second one to Chirinos from his back. He's been over there playing goalie. After two, 5-2, White Sox. Interesting number that I just saw up on the scoreboard as the third inning begins. The White Sox are 17th as a pitching staff in home runs given up with 49. But before you panic, that puts them fifth in the American League. That's how much the ball is flying out in one league compared to the other one. 49 home runs put you fifth in the American League, but 17th in all the majors. As Martinez steps in, he's one for one. He's also one and one in the count as Keuchel's working quickly against the righty. Sends one out in the right field, tailing back towards the wall. Mazzara's going to catch it about three steps before he gets to the track. And there's one gone here in the top of the third. It's the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning as Willie Adamez steps in. Family Waterproofing Solutions is veteran-owned, female-owned, family-owned. Uh, the southwest side of Chicago, they cover all of Chicagoland and many of the counties surrounding Cook County and beyond. They also cover most of northwest Indiana. If you're a Sox fan, likely they'll take care of you. Cut fastball inside, already has the count 0-2. Got a Marine vet running that business, giving part of his proceeds of every job, the veterans organizations, and first responders. And trust me, those are the people that need it a lot during these times. Very commendable that they're doing that, but they do that all the time. And they'll do the estimate right there on video feed with you to keep you safe. Do the work safely and securely. It's a ground ball, a short diving play by Mancati. Gets up and throws it from his knees to first base. What a play. He dives towards Anderson's side of the field. T.A. was getting behind him in the grass, getting ready to backhand that ball. Mancata cuts it off, knocks it down, and throws out the runner from his knees for the second out. A great defensive play. There's two outs here in the top of the third, and Austin Meadows comes up 0 for 1. As Keiko wasting no time against the lefty, delivers. And it's a changeup just outside for a ball. Meadows has seven home runs at second on the Rays. He only has one in this series against us, although we've seen Rays hitters put a lot of them out in this ballpark. Ground ball over to second. Mendick's going to field it and throw it over easily. Encarnacion, I think I said Abreu was over there. Encarnacion at first will make the play, and the inning is over. Folks, get a pen and paper ready and learn all about family waterproofing solutions right now. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. 
Plus, part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Make sure you get those Socks in the Basement deals. Ask them about it when you reach out to Family Waterproofing Solutions. We head to the bottom of the third inning. Jose Abreu coming to the plate. He's got a two-run home run in the first inning, so he's one for one. He's got the average of 281. And now he's got 10 bombs. Sox lead five to two. As Robinson Chirinos needed 50 pitches to get through two innings. And remains in the throw. Pitch number 51, low a sinker, foul back. 0-1 the count. Inside sinker misses, 1-1. He has started to go to the sinker a lot after the power show in the first inning. He's changing what he's throwing, and he's trying to keep it low and inside. Whatever his game plan was against the Sox, he's realized he has to change it. Two and one pitch, swung on and missed the sinker inside that was not in the zone, so he's trying to get after Abreu and paint the inside corner, and so far, he's two and two. Fouled back, another sinker, low and inside. Abreu trying to protect... He could be setting him up, or he could go right back there. He goes outside with a slider tailing away, and Abreu lays off it. Count is full with Moncada on deck. So there's definitely a plan here for Chirinos against Abreu that's different from the last time. Inside four-seamer came up and in, and he gets him to swing underneath it, so he changes up the playbook and catches Abreu off guard for the strikeout. One out here in the bottom of the third inning. Juan Moncada is going to step up to the plate. He's 0 for 1. Leads the team in batting average. Has six homers. The man has been an RBI machine, and he loves to hit against the shift as he sends a ground ball right through third base. Out to the wall. He was on the ground before it got to the dirt. It rolled through the infield and went all the way out to the track and hit the wall before anybody could get to it. And why? Because teams continue to shift on Yohan Mancada. When he's batting lefty, they put everybody over on the other side. And the third baseman's playing short. And he continuously just drops these little hits down the third baseline. Just the way that everybody always screams. Like, this is what guys need to do against the shift. And he does it consistently. We've seen it this entire season. This entire season we've seen this. It's amazing. As Grandal takes a sinker low. And now with one out, you got Moncada on second base with his 11th double of the season, and I guarantee you at least seven of them have been exactly that. A ground ball that would have been an out at third base, but he's just laying it down the line and taking two against the shift. It's incredible. The 1-0 pitch to Grandal lifted down the first baseline into the stand, souvenir. Yanni Chirinos is now throwing 60 pitches. As he's a righty, Grandal's also on the left side of the plate. Next offering, a split finger outside is fouled off down the third baseline, one and two. Now he chops one to third, a nice play made. Pulls him off the bag, but Grandal is tagged by Choi. So Choi has to come off the bag to get the ball, and then leans back and gets Grandal as he tries to squeeze by him and stay in the baseline. He's out. Mancada doesn't move from second. Encarnacion's first pitch is going to be popped straight up in the air. Choi's going to call everybody off. That man 
That man makes a lot of outs for the Rays. Give G-Man Choi a raise. He's working his butt off this series. Sacks get a double, but don't get anything in the end. And after three, they lead 5-2. to You're listening to a White Sox simulated ball game as part of a full simulated season. From Sacks in the basement as Hunter Renfro steps in one for one. Had a towering home run in the first inning that gave the Rays a 2-0 lead. Sacks erased that quickly and now lead 5-2. And Keuchel throws a curveball that hits the outside corner. 0-1 the count. Next pitch to Seamer gets across 0-2. He's all over him early. Keiko gets a sign from Grandal. Deals it low and outside of two Seamer taken for a ball 1-2. Remember the recap found after you listen to the game at SoxOn35th.com. This one's grounded to Mancata. Takes two steps. Sends it over to Encarnacion. And that is a 5-3 putout for the first out of the fourth inning. And after every series... They're going to have the stats for the team. I send them everything. Here's what everybody's hitting. Here's what everybody's pitching. Here's all the stats for the team. An update for everybody. They get that after every series, and this is the last game of this series. So after you listen, you might want to check it out. Just see what's going on. I think you can catch up, too. So just like you can go back and listen to old games, you can go back and just catch up on what happened in games. 0-1 the count to Yandy Diaz, the 5-hitter, who's 0-1 in this game. Takes a changeup for a strike 0-2 42 pitches so far for Keuchel 30 of them have been strikes the 0-2 pitch is sent out to right center field Robert's going to cut it off and hold him to a single so a one out runner on first base for the Rays I'm going to give a quick shout out here as Brandon Lota lefty steps in to open outcry brewing located on Western Avenue I want to say it's around 109th and uh they're doing a great job with carry-out and delivery. They're lucky they can do food, but they're also delivering and carrying out with their craft beer. And I am drinking something called Big Brown, which is amazing. Came in a 32-ounce jug. They're really nice price. They're not overcharging, that's for sure. They also can a lot of their beers as well. You can go online to openoutcrybrewing.com and check it out. You're ordering beer or merchandise, you can do it right through the online store. They'll tell you when it's going to get dropped off. No contact delivery. That's incredible. The 2-1 pitch to low. Pop foul. 2-2 two two the count. They got a blueberry out. My wife's raving about it. I actually thought it was pretty good, and I normally hate blueberry beers. Mazzara's running back to the wall in right field. as This one is lifted way back and gone into the Goose Island section. We got a 5-4 ball game. Keuchel's giving up two two-run jacks now. This one gets out at 361 feet and 101.4 miles per hour. Brandon Lowe has his 10th home run of the season. He's no slouch. He's been held down in the first two games of this series, but he jumps all over Dallas Keuchel on that pitch. And every run scored has come off a home run in this game. Five home runs. A two-run home run from the Rays. Two two-run home runs from the White Sox. A solo shot from the Sox. And now another two-run home run from the Rays. This one is softly popped out to Mandrigal for the second out. So right away, one pitch and another out. Thankfully, the Sox continue to hold the lead. 5-4 to four as G-Man Choi steps in one for one with two outs in the top of the fourth inning. And it's now 5-4 to four White Sox, and he beats the shift much like Mancata. Ground ball down the third baseline. He's coming around to second base. 
Garcia's just going to hit Anderson, the cutoff man, and give him second. As it rolls all the way to the wall, so I was sitting there laughing about the idea Mankata keeps beating people on the shift. Choi just did it to us. Cooper's out to talk to Keiko. It's just him and Grandal. Everybody else is staying back. He's checking on his pitcher and trying to see what he's thinking. Remember, Keiko got hit with a pitch off the bat of one of the Rays players and went off his leg. And it's his front leg on his throwing. His right leg is the one that he steps down on. Hit right near the knee. 0-1 now quickly to Zanito as he pours one in for a strike taken. He's also up to 51 pitches at this point with two outs in the top of the fourth. Swung on and missed, a two-seamer, 0-2. Keiko checks the sign from Grandal, the pitch. Fouls this off towards the dugout. Encarnacion's going to run over, but it's going to get out of play. On the first base side, count remains 0-2 to the righty Zanino. He now sends another one off down the first baseline into the crowd. The 0-2 pitch. Low, two-seam fastball, 1-2. Choice at second. There's two outs. Sox have a one-run lead. The ball is jumping out of here today. Swung on and missed on a changeup. He was way out in front of it. He was expecting the heater. And he didn't give it to him. Lowe takes one out for a two-run bomb, but the Sox continue to lead 5-4 going to the bottom of the fourth inning. Yanni Chirino sits on 63 pitches. As he kicks off the bomb of the fourth, and Nomar Mazara is one for one with a solo shot in this game. Takes a low sinker for a ball. In his last six games, three home runs. Mazara coming out of his funk. Fastball down the middle is a strike, one and one. Checks it up on a sinker. It's a strike anyway, 92 miles an hour above the knees. One and two to count to the lefty. Mazara. The seven-hitter awaits the next pitch. Takes a sinker outside, two and two, with Mendick waiting on deck, and then it'll be Luis Robert. Chops back a split-finger foul, two and two. Tax were trailing two to nothing. Jumped out to a five to two lead. It's now five to four. This one is sent down the right field line. They're not even going to move. Nomar Mazara puts it way back into the Goose Island section. That hit the high tables. That was a bomb, 430 feet, out at 108.4 miles per hour. Mazzara with a rocket, and nobody moved. Meadows just stood there, put his head down in right field. That was on a rope. Chirinos has now given up four home runs in this game to the White Sox. And all 10 of the runs between these two teams that have been scored have come off of home runs. Four two-run home runs, two by each team, and then Mazzaro's got two solo shots himself. No more Mazzaro's making a case like, hey, I don't like being platooned. I want to hit. Brown ball to first base. Choi, like a goalie again, knocks this one down and barely gets Mendick at first on the 3-1 to putout. He's a vacuum cleaner over there today. Sacks would have many more runs if it weren't for G-Man Choi at first base for the Rays today. Get him one of those big fat sticks and a, and a goalie glove. Maybe a face mask. Some padding. Wow. It's like Eddie the Eagle. Luis Robert takes an outside ball. 1-0 the count with one out here in the bottom of the fourth. A two-run lead for the Sacks. High split finger gets across for a strike. 1-1. One one. Inside sinker misses. Robert being patient. 2-1. 
he has been much more patient at the plate over the last couple of weeks. As he starts to try to figure out the rhythm of the Major League game. Very different from the minors. Two and two as that one's fouled off down the third base line. Chirinos jams and broken bat that lands at second base right next to Choi who calls off low because he wants to catch everything. Half the bat has to be picked up standing next to Brandon Lowe in between him and Choi. There's two outs in the bottom of the fourth and Tim Anderson comes up 0 for 2. And the first pitch from Chirinos is low and outside on a slider. 1-0 the count. Anderson's tied at second place on the White Sox with 51 hits on the season. Does not have a lot of RBIs, mainly because the guys at the bottom of the order have had such a rough time. He generally comes up with nobody on base. Rips this one to second, sucked up by Lowe. Sent over to first base, pulls Choi off the bag, and Anderson is safe. He pulls Choi off the bag towards the pitcher slash home plate side of first. Coming from second base, Anderson shimmies out of the way around Choi as he tries to swipe tag him. And is safe at first base. So with two outs, Larry Garcia comes up with a runner on first. And Chirinos is about to throw his 80th pitch. Here it is. Split finger called a strike. 0-1 the count. Anderson goes. A long wind. He's got plenty of time to get in there head first. Chirinos didn't even see him. Anderson takes off well before the windup is even completed. He timed that perfectly. He's got his whole stomach on the bag by the time they put down the tag on him. Standing at second base, the call was a ball, so it's one and one to Garcia, who now chops one foul into the netting along the first base line. So one and two. The pitch. Low, a sinker, two and two the count. Sent foul down the first base line, a chopper. Count remains even at two. Now Garcia rips one deep down the first baseline. If it's fair, it's gone. It is gone. Larry Garcia with the power. Everybody's getting into the act today. I didn't see the wind. I haven't even taken a look at the flags. Are they blowing straight out at 100 miles an hour? 379 feet. It curves around the pole in the section 108. Nice catch made out there. I think that's Beef Loaf. He makes the grab as it wraps around the pole into the famous little sliver known by White Sox fans as Section 108. And they're finally going to go and get Chirinos. I mean, and why not? He's only given up five home runs in this game and seven total. That's a rough start for a guy that had a whip of 1.05 coming into this game through seven starts. Trevor Richards, we saw him last night. He struck out everybody he saw in the first inning he came in, and then he gave up runs. This is his 18th appearance, 31 and a third innings, a 6.03 earned run average. Righties and lefties each hitting over 325 against him. And he'll try to end this inning with two outs in the bottom of the fourth as Abreu steps in and takes a changeup for a strike, 0-1. Abreu's 1-for-2 with a two-run home run in the first. 3-for-10 in the series. Socks lead this game now 8-4. I was wrong there. It was... <laughs> I've lost track of the home runs. Five home runs by the White Sox today. 
Three of them were two-run jobs. Two of them were solo shots. The solo shots are both from Mazzara. He has two homers today. It's 8-4. to four. Nobody has scored in this game from either team by any other means except for a home run. Either a two-run jab or a one-run jab. And it's 2-2 two and two right now to Abreu. You know, and it's a day game, too. Oh, man. Day games and the ball flying out. And the majority of the fireworks are setting off of those big boomer ones. Boom, 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 boom. It's like cannon shots. Oh, the smell of hot dogs in the air. Woo. Three and two pitch from Richards. Behind short. Adam is going to wave everybody off in the left field grass and make the catch and the pop out. But the White Sox add three on a Mazzara solo shot and a two-run job from Larry Garcia and lead eight to four after four. We have reached the fifth inning. It's the tap of the fifth. Jose Martinez, the leadoff hitter today for the Rays, is one for two with a double and a run scored, and he stands in against Dallas Keiko for the third time today. And if it's the fifth inning, it means we're also in the DP3 Tech fifth inning here. And Sacks in the basement as this cut fastball is fouled off down the first baseline. 57 pitches for Keuchel. Here's 58. Inside two, Seamer for a strike 0 and 2. He's been working ahead in the count a lot. Yes, he's given up two two-run home runs. But he has had both the guys down who came up and hit those home runs. He's been very aggressive. Sometimes it doesn't work out for you. That pitch misses high, one and two the count. The lefty winds and delivers and misses outside in a two-seamer, two and two. 87 miles an hour on that one. That was above the knees, but just outside. Now he goes inside, misses at the shoelaces, and the count is full at three and two. Keiko, kind of doing a weird thing with his neck, working out a kink. Gets back up on the mound quickly. Looks in for the sign from Grandal. He sets up inside the pitch on the way. Ends up outside and misses. And he's going to walk the leadoff batter here in the fifth inning. Taking a look at the pitch sequence. He goes twice inside on him. Then he goes high. Comes back low and outside. Goes low and inside. Goes back low and outside. The first two were in the zone. The next four were nowhere near the zone. So he thought he was going to chase there, but he nibbled too much. Gets two quick strikes and then gives him four balls and walks him. The shortstop, Adamas, stands in and the righty swings and misses at an inside two-seam fastball. He leads his team in base hits with 41. He's 0 for 2 today. DP3 Tech, this is the DP3 Tech fifth inning. They partner with Microsoft and they came up with a solution for any business, big or small. Because that's a strike at the knees, 0-2. Forget your Zoom. Forget your Facebook Messenger. They got a cloud-based thing. They'll set it up with you. They'll find out your capabilities. They'll work it all out with you. They'll give you a good estimate. It doesn't hurt to call or contact them. Count evens at 2. No, I'm sorry. It's 1-2. and 1-2, and, and then a pitch is fouled off to Adamas with a runner on first. Sends this one out in the left field. Garcia coming in. It will drop in front of him for a base hit. Runner advances the second and holds. So with no outs in the top of the fifth inning, the Rays have the first two on with a walk and a base hit in the left. And if you've already got a system, DP3 Tech will get it all transferred over for you. 
no matter what your system is. You know what I like is I like the one button thing. It's like share it with a button. Get a guy on the line with a button. Details coming up here midway through the inning. Austin Meadows steps in. He's 0 for 2. He's 1 and 0 quickly on a pitch that misses inside. Keuchel now throws one high and outside, 2 and 0. He does not look very solid right now. And they're going to call time actually and walk out and talk with him. Don Cooper wants to talk with his pitcher. He's 69 pitches in. He's got 22 balls, 47 strikes. He was 0 2 to the first batter before he couldn't find the zone. Then he gives up a single on a solid hit, and now he's 0-2 to the next batter after that. So somewhere in there, things didn't go his way, and he's got to get back on track. The meeting is over, and Meadows gets back in the batter's box. The lefty facing the lefty Keiko with no outs here in the top of the fifth. Sox have a four-run lead and a strike. 2-1 and one the count, so he throws a two-seamer right away, challenges him. Gets it across. It's a big confidence builder. Checks the runner at second. Next pitch is chopped down. The third baseline is going to be fair over the top of the bag. Garcia is going to get over quickly and get it in, but the runner is going to come around and score from second. It's 8-5. First run in this game to score, not by home run. Keuchel's given up five runs now through only four innings. Not the outing he wanted to have. He's got two on still. He's got no outs. Walk, hit, hit. And now this one is lifted deep out in the left field. Oh, no. The ball clears and the game is tied at eight. Hunter Renfro hits his second home run of the game. A three-run blast off of Dallas Keuchel. It is eight to eight. Keuchel came out and looked sharp. He looked like he really had it going. And I think he's been chased now. As Kelvin Herrera is going to come into the game and Dallas Keuchel is going to leave with only four innings underneath his belt. And he gave up eight runs. Three home runs and a total of eight runs over four official innings. He gave up four of those runs in the fifth. And now Kelvin Herrera comes in for his 14th appearance, 15 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's got a 4.02 earned run average. And the righty will face Yandy Diaz who's one for two. Inside four seamer, taken for a ball, one and oh. When you see a team like the Rays, and the Sox have done this before with other teams, they do really well against starters because they set their lineup up with a very different look, depending on if there's a righty or a lefty. They're then at a disadvantage when we get to the bullpen because now you can go with a righty and your lineup's out of whack. You got guys in the wrong spot. You got guys that are much better against one side than the other side. And it could be the difference maker. It's one of the reasons the Sox were able to pull back into the game on Tuesday and tie it up in the ninth. And it's a big reason why the White Sox won last night. Two and one now to Diaz. He's one for two in this game. Disappointing outing for Dallas Keuchel. White Sox pitchers had a rough time across the board with the Tampa Bay Rays. This whole series is a slider swung on and missed, tailing away. Reynaldo Lopez gave up only three over six innings. Jam shot over to first. Caught out of play. Nice play by Edwin Encarnacion leaning into the net. 
That's the first out of the fifth inning. Keuchel only threw 72 pitches, gave up eight earned runs. One walk and two strikeouts, ten hits. Four innings pitched. Brandon Lowe steps in. He's one for two with a two-run home run. There's one out here in the top of the fifth inning. Yesterday, Giolito struggled. Gives up four runs. The fifth run was given up by Evan Marshall after he comes in for Giolito. In a short outing, he did not make it six. Much like Keuchel did not make it. One and one the count. Now a strike down the middle on a changeup taken. One and two. Herrera working with one out. Nobody on here in the top of the fifth inning. Swung out and missed a four-seamer. Well up in the zone. Herrera sits him down. There's two outs now in the fifth. All that power. All that excitement. And we sit here in the fifth inning in a tie game. Eight to eight. These teams have left it all out there. And I'm going to tell you, it's been one of those series where you never know where it's going to go. It's now a drag bunt. Down the third base line goes foul. Mancata lays off it. Margot trying to bunt his way on in the seventh spot. And why? Because he doesn't hit normally against righties. He's one for two, and he's 0-1 in the count with two outs. And he fouls this one off down the first base line, 0-2. Herrera deals. Swung on and missed on a slider. He got him on three pitches. Unfortunately, the game is tied. But we're midway through the fifth, and a lot can happen. An exciting game here on the south side. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450 or email info at dp3tech.com. The White Sox are just starting over in this game. 8-8 eight to eight in the fifth inning. Feels like we played a whole game, now we're playing another game. Starting with no score here in the bottom of the fifth, or 8-8. Eight eight. Makata stands in, takes an inside four-seamer. 1-0 the count. He's got a righty in the mound, so he's batting lefty. Two lefties, though, warming up in the bullpen. In Posh and McKay, we've seen them both. A low changeup misses, 2-0. Richards stays out there. Remember, they left him in too long yesterday, and the White Sox jumped all over him. 2-0 pitch misses high and a four-seamer, 3-0. With Grandal standing on deck. Next pitch inside four-seamer, 3-1 as it catches the inside corner. So he gets the strike call. Richards came in with two outs in the last inning, so he's only on 10 pitches right now. Next offering is sent down the first baseline foul. Mancata, who's one for two on the day, Sitting with a full count, leading off the bottom of the fifth inning. Swung on and sent over to second base, scooped up over to first. Mancata's out on the 4 3 put out, and there's one out here in the bottom of the fifth. Yasmati Grandal was hit by a pitch and scored a run, but otherwise is 0 for 1. 
but he's 5 for 10 in this series with a home run and 4 RBI. He has played in every game this series, although he left in the ninth inning of the first game of this series, and McCann took over for all the extra innings in that 14-inning game. Pitch misses high and outside, 1-0 the count. Next one is ripped deep out to center field. They had a shift down, so it's going to split the outfielders and go off the wall. Grandal's on his way into second base. He will get there safely with a head-first slide. And with one out, we got a runner on second. And Edwin Encarnacion will come to the plate. Later in the game, I would say you pinch run Grandal. But it's the fifth inning, and the guy's been hitting the ball like crazy all series long. I know he's slow out there, but let's see what Edwin can do. Richard stands in, waiting to deliver to today's first baseman, Edwin Encarnacion. Takes a cut fastball just above the knees. 0-1. He's hitting 333 with runners in scoring position. So he's improved on that. Takes an inside curveball, 0-2. So he hasn't swung yet, and he's 0-2. One out here in the bottom of the fifth with Grandal standing on second base. Encarnacion laces it into right center field. Grandal's going to turn and head for home. The ball rolled out there slow enough that there's no play by the time they can pick it up and send it in. And Edwin drives in a run, and the White Sox retake the lead 9-8. Encarnacion, who does not go oppo very often with a base hit. Most of his base hits are in the left fielder center. Puts this one in the right center. A nice gapper. Gets down and slowed down in the grass. And Grandal was a third of the way home from third before it was finally scooped up. So his speed did not matter. Mazara's two for two with two solo home runs. And he rips this one out in the center field. It's not going to get out. Camped underneath it rather deep. The play will be made, and there's two gone here in the bottom of the fifth inning. So Mazzara, he's got some pop in the bat today. And Danny Mendick, who's 0 for 2, stands in with two outs and a runner on first base here in the bottom of the fifth. Swings and lines one to third base, picked out of the air, a nice defensive play. The inning ends quickly, but not before the White Sox get a run and retake the lead. They lead by one now, going to the top of the sixth. Kelvin Herrera comes back out for the sixth inning. G-Man Choi is two for two with a double and a single in the eighth spot today. And has been a goalie over at first base. He doesn't let anything get by him. He stands in on the left side of the plate and awaits the first pitch of the sixth. A strike on the outside corner on the curveball. 0-1 the count. The next offering. Swung on and missed on a cut fastball in at the knees. 0-2. Herrera gets ahead in the count quickly. The pitch on the way. Inside corner. Got him looking. Choi's going to argue, but nobody's listening to him. Struck him out on three pitches. There's one out in the top of the sixth inning. Mike Zunito steps in and awaits the first pitch. It's a low and outside four-seam fastball. He's 0-2 with a strike on the ground out. Hitting 263. A 7-1-4 OPS. We've seen the power. He's already hit one out in this series. He's 1-0 with one out in the top of the sixth inning as Herrera looks in and delivers. Fouls off a four-seamer high and on the outside portion of the plate. Zanino spent most of his career with Seattle. He came up with them. 
and now has found his way to the Rays. Never been a big average guy. In fact, what he's hitting right now is high for him. I've seen seasons with him while I'm playing fantasy baseball where the guy hits 214 for the year. Two and one pitch on the way. Inside two seam fastball, three and one now the count. Herrero does not want to let him off the hook. He's the nine hitter today. Before we get back to the top of the lineup. The 3-1 pitch. Just misses the outside corner on a changeup. So with one out, Zanino's going to walk down the first. And Jose Martinez is going to come in. Warming up in the White Sox bullpen currently, Jace Fry and Jimmy Cordero. Inside four, Seamer catches the corner and is taken for a strike. 0-1. At some point, the team that stops the other one from scoring is going to win this game. This softball game. They might as well have a 16-inch softball out there in a beer league. Ground ball on the face line. Knocked down by Mancada, but he can't corral it. He stops a double by knocking it down behind third. It's going to go as an infield hit as he dove into foul territory halfway, sliding over the ball. It was a ground ball. It would have been a tough play. He at least prevents extra bases. There's one out. There's runners on first and second now. And a low outside pitch to Adamas, who's one for three with a single and a run scored. One and oh the count. Zanito on second. Strike down the middle of four Seamer. Martinez, the runner on first. One and one the count. Herrera deals. Swung on and missed on a four Seamer, high and outside. He was way out in front of that pitch. Herrera looks in and delivers. Just misses low on a slider. Check swing, didn't go around. Two and two, the count is even. Many Sox fans on their feet right now, realizing the bullpen has to get this. You don't want to let him back into it again. You get the lead back, you keep giving it back. You can't do that. The count is full after that pitch misses. With runners on first and second and one out. Big pitch here. Swung on and popped up. Over the head of Encarnacion. He dives and it gets over. The runners are going to advance one base. As they weren't sure if he was going to get it. He laid out. Tried to catch it over his head. It just gets over his head. Mazzara was charging in. Gets it the moment it bounces on the one half. And delivers it home. And they're going out to the mound now. And with Meadows. Coming up next the lefty. They're going to bring in Jace Fry. Fry has nine innings pitched. He's got an ERA of 4.00. 16 strikeouts to five walks. Lefties are hitting 0.91 against him. Righties are hitting 111. 15 appearances. He's got a 2-1 record. He's got the bases loaded with one out and a one-run lead here in the top of the sixth inning. And Austin Meadows, who's one for three on the left side of the plate, swings and chops off a cut fastball. 0-1 the count. Fry will get Renfro next, who normally does not hit against left-handed pitching and has two home runs in this game. Fry gets Meadows, who's not as good against lefties. But now he rips one in the left center field gap. It's going to get down. It's going to be an easy double. One run is coming in. Two runs are coming in. Another run rounding third is going to hold. The Rays have taken a 10-9 lead. And now Hunter Renfro will come to the plate. Jace Fry's job was to get that batter. 
You're far more confident with him getting Meadows than you are with Renfro. But he has to stay now in the game for two more batters because of the rules. White Sox pitching and Rays pitching non-existent today. I could do this. The Sox have been slightly worse. They've given up 10 runs. The Rays have given up nine. The lead has gone back and forth. The 1-1 pitch to Renfro misses below the knees on a four-seamer, 2-1. Fry has to go and get him. Sacks bullpen's working out there. With the new rules, you can't go get Fry right away. The matchup was there. Herrera was struggling. It just didn't work out. Next pitch is a strike on a curveball on the outer portion of the plate. 2-2 two two to Renfro. He's 2-3 for three with two home runs. The next pitch. Pop back foul. 2-2 two two to count. Outside cut fastball misses, and this count is going to go full with Yandy Diaz on deck. We have had thrills. We have had spills. We have had chills. Sox have led at times 5-2, 8-4. They trail right now 10-9. Pitch is fouled off down the third base line. The next offering in the dirt, blocked. It is not a strike, though. He's going to walk down to first base. And Fry walks this guy, and he's got to see one more before the White Sox can go and get him. Bases are loaded with one out here in the top of the sixth, and Yanni Diaz comes up. And right now, a double play ball would be beautiful. It'd be a sight for sore eyes. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep drinking this brown ale from open outcry. I'm going to guzzle this whole jug. This is brutal. Diaz is hitting 360 with runners in scoring position. He's 0-1 quickly as Fry puts in a fastball inside, taken for a strike. Next offering, high and tight, and he popped him up. Anderson's underneath it. They're going to call the infield fly. Two outs. Everybody stays at their base. Now you could consider going and getting Fry, but with the left-handed hitting low up there, they're going to stick with him. First pitch, high-cut fastball. Gets across for a strike. 0-1 the count. Bases loaded. Jace Fry trying to get us through a jam. Swung on and missed a cut fastball, tailing away 0-2. The lead was given up by Herrera, essentially, even though Fry gave up the hit. And this one's lifted deep on the left center field. Running back is Garcia. He just misses the play. It bounces off the wall. Two runs are in on a double. It is 12-9 as Lowe puts it off the wall. Jace Fry had every opportunity to bail out Kelvin Herrera and instead gives up multiple doubles. And that's not good, and they're going to go get him now. Jimmy Cordero comes in with the sacks down, 12-9. His 14th appearance. He's got no record, but a 13 and third innings pitched. He's got a 7.43 earned run average. Lefties are hitting 290 against him. Righty's hitting 182. He's got a righty up there right now, Emmanuel Margot. Lowe's on second base. Got a runner on third as well. Two outs in the top of the six, just trying to stop the bleeding. He throws a fastball that just misses on the outside corner at 99 miles an hour. Want to know the count. This game started off with the White Sox trailing by two. Then all of a sudden they were up five to two. That all happened in the first inning. Eventually, the Sox are leading this game 8-4 to four before it's tied up at 8. 
They take the run back. At least one of them as this one's grounded to third. Nice backhand play by Makata. Over to first on a beautiful defensive play. Yohan Makata bails out his pitcher. It almost gives up a double down the line. It would have scored two more. No matter how it happens, it's 12 to 9. We're only midway through to six. We need more. Luis Roberts going to try to provide more. He's 0 for 2 with a flyout and a pop out. But man, the way the ball is carrying today on the south side of Chicago. It's time for this guy to get in there and get one. Leads the American League and Major League Baseball with 15 stolen bases. When you see his 200 average, you're like, wow. So when he gets on base, he pretty much steals. That's correct. Strike at the knees, one and one. Trevor Richards remains in the game. And the Rays stuck with him last night for this long. He eventually gave up runs. Hopefully that'll happen again. The 2-1 pitch outside for Seamer, 3-1 and one to Robert with Anderson on deck, hitting 333 currently. It would be big to get the leadoff runner on in a game in which I don't think we're done seeing runs scored by either team. Robert lifts this one, a hard hit ball to right field, but on his horse is Meadows. He's going to get it running towards the line. I would have liked to have seen Robert take that pitch, 3-1. It was inside. I don't know if it would have been a strike or a ball, but getting on base was the most important thing, I think, there. A high four-seamer from Richards to Anderson is called a ball 1-0. One out and a bomb at a six. Nobody on. Sox trail by three. Inside four-seamer misses 2-0. It has been a crazy series. As this one is sent down the first baseline. Sox come back in the ninth inning of the first game of the series to tie it but can't get the run across. High drama until the 14th when they end up losing it, unfortunately. Sox trail big yesterday, come back and then blow out the Rays with a big offensive showing 10 to 5. As Anderson dribbles this one over to Choi, he sucks it up as he has all game long, unassisted three put out. Two outs here in the bottom of the six. Sox going down quickly. In an inning which you wanted him to answer a little bit, and Leary Garcia comes up with two outs in the bottom of the sixth inning. In this game, you're trailing. You immediately take a lead. They catch up, but not all the way. It's 5-4. to four. You jump out, make it 8-4. to four. They tie it at 8. You make it 9-8. And now they score four runs and lead you 12-9. Garcia's 0-2 with two outs here in the bottom of the sixth from Richards. And he gets this one. The weekly gets sent out into right field. Can of corn for Meadows. The Sacks go down 1-2-3. Disappointment. Right now, we need to turn this around quickly. Jimmy Cordero is going to remain on the mound. Both bullpens have been taxed so much this week. This three-game series has felt like an eternity. Throws this one low, 1-0 one to G-Man Choi. Now it's 2-0. and Going to change up low again. Cordero may be the freshest guy out there. And Ricky Renteria is looking for a good seventh out of him. In the hopes the White Sox can get back into this game. First pitch sent out to left field. Garcia heading back will catch it two steps before the track and run onto it. So it was given a ride, but it didn't get out. Ball is jumping today off the bat. And Mike Zanito comes up 0 for 2. He's 2 for 12 in his series with a home run and two RBIs. He's walked today and has a run scored. 
Everybody's offensive numbers are better, basically, after this series. And everybody's pitching numbers are far, far worse. Pitch misses low and outside, 1-0 to Zanino. Cordero's next offering is ripped out in the right field. Mazzara back on his horse. It'll hit the wall. Turns around and gets it in quickly. There's going to be a play at second base. And just underneath the tag, Zanino will get in safely with a double. His fifth of the season. The ball is jumping here at the rate today. Somebody got uh, like a box of the 2019 balls and put them in play today. Because these things are juiced. Jose Martinez, two for three. The righty stands in. Cordero with one out. Throws a sinker by him. Owen won the count. Martinez has a double, a single, a three-run scored. He's hitting 241 on the season with four home runs. He's having a nice day today. Like I said, though, everybody is. The 0-1 pitch. Swung on and missed a four-seamer. 97 up on the outside portion of the plate. 0-2. Runner on second takes a good lead. The pitch. Chopped the short. Anderson's going to backhand it. Look the runner back. And send it over to Encarnacion at first. Nice 6-3 put out. Smooth defense being played on the left side of the infield by the White Sox today. And Willie Adamez steps in two for four. He's had a nice series for the Rays. Got a runner on second. Takes a low sinker for a ball 1-0. The middle of the order coming up for the White Sox here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Down by three. Ripped down the third base line. Moncada can't get it. It's going to roll out. Garcia will pick it up. That's another run scored. Throw into second base. He's out. Did the runner score? Did the runner score? They're going to say yes. The runner crossed the plate before he was out at second base. So a run scores. The inning's over. Disappointment, though, as they're trailing by four as we start to sing the song here in the seventh. Bottom of the seventh inning, Jose Abreu comes up. He had a home run in the first inning, a two-run blast that tied this game at two. Sox ended up getting two more home runs in that inning alone, led it 5-2. But we currently sit losing 13-9 in the bottom of the seventh inning. The Sox end up losing two out of three here. Frustration won't even describe this. As it's sent down the first baseline, if it stays fair, it's a base hit. It does it. It's the chalk. Abreu's going to round first and get into second base. They had a bit of a shift in the outfield on, on him. So that ball was a towering shot. Hits the chalk right along the line and bounces in the foul territory. And Abreu, with a nice duck snort down the line, gets a double to lead off the inning. And Mancada comes up. Hopefully the White Sox are not done yet. One for three, the first pitch taken outside a curveball, 1-0. Trevor Richards remains out there. We saw him yesterday. I don't think we saw him in the first game. But again, with the bullpen so depleted, some of the guys from the first game were also pitched last night. There's no way they're coming out tonight. Ground ball down the first base line. Foul. Ciszek and Bummer were the big relievers last night for the Sacks. So it's unclear if either one of them could come in today. Broken bat to third base. Coming in with a quick charge and over to first. That's a close play, but he's out. Moncada's out on the 5-3 put out with a broken bat laying in the middle of the infield. Second broken bat of the game for White Sox hitters. One out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. And Grandal steps up, takes a high four-seamer, 1-0. 
Yasmani Grandal's one for two. He also has been hit by a pitch. He's been red hot this series. But swings and misses at a changeup, and the count is one and one with one out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Sox have the advantage that they're in their home park. They know they can hit. They're going up against a pitcher that's spent. All relief pitchers are spent right now. The layover from what happened in game one of this series has affected, I think, both staffs. And the starters for both teams did not do very well allowing their relief pitchers to rest. When we take off on the plane later on tonight and head to San Francisco, there will not be a lot of guys looking forward to pitching tomorrow. He walks Grandal, down the first base goes Yasmani. Encarnacion comes up to the plate. He's two for three. Had a nice RBI hit. Had a big two-run home run. Swings and misses at the first offering coming down the middle. As the Rays have brought in a brand new pitcher, Chaz Rowe, who gave the White Sox fits in extra innings in game one of this series. And a ground ball out the left field is going to be a base hit. Abreu almost doesn't make it to third because he thought it was going to be snagged. So he stopped, started heading back to second, then had to turn and run to third quickly. As the ball came in, the bases are loaded for the White Sox, who are down by four runs. And Nomar Mazzara, with two home runs in this game, comes to the plate. And, oh, man, he would be beloved instantly here in this ballpark if he hit his third right now with the bag's juice and tied this game. Nick Mandrigal is going to come out and run for Encarnacion at first base in the hopes that if there's a double play here, that he might be able to break it up. He's got a lot of speed on the base paths. So even though he's behind Abreu and Grandal, Renteria trying to make sure that the left-handed hitting Mazzara, he puts this one on the ground, maybe there won't be a double play. Takes a strike low and inside. Now an outside slider misses. One and one from Rowe. So right now you got Abreu on third. Grandal's on second. And Mandrigal's on first. Mazzara at the plate, two for three with two solo shots. The Sox trail 13 to nine with one out in the bottom of the seventh. Outside, two-seam fastball misses, two and one the count. You know, I'd really like it if we could have a nice 10 to one blowout one game. You know, I know it gets boring for people, but whew, my heart can't take these. The pitch. Swung on and jacked into right field. Trailing back, Meadows will catch it up against the wall. Abreu's going to come home and score. I thought he had his third home run. Meadows crashes into the gate up against the sports bar area as Mazzara must love hitting on days like this. There's two outs now in the bottom of the seventh inning. It's 13-10. Danny Mendick comes to the plate. Mendick has hit a few home runs recently. And it'd be nice to get a hold of something here. Just get a nice base hit. A base hit to the right portion of the field. Should score Grandal and Mandrigal can go first to third. 0-1. That's a called strike inside. Next pitch almost hits him on a two-seam fastball. Robert stands on deck. Rowe, the righty, checks the sign, checks the runner at second. 
Swing and a miss. Now the one-two pitch. Swung on and missed a slider tailing away. Mendick goes down easily with a strikeout. Rose excited. He did give up a run, but the White Sox still trail by three after seven. Yasmani Grandal takes off the catcher's equipment and will go down to first base where Edwin Encarnacion was. And James McCann comes in to catch. Jimmy Cordero remains out on the mound, showing once again how taxed the bullpen is. And he will face Austin Meadows here in the top of the eighth inning. 0-2 quickly on a called strike and a foul down the first base line. Now McCann, the new catcher, calls for one outside, and it's popped out into shallow right field. Mazzara underneath it will make the catch and send it in. Hunter Renfro now comes to the plate. One out here in the top of the eighth inning. Swung on and missed a four-seam fastball, 0-1. Renfro's two for three. The righty Cordero looks in. The pitch. Low sinker below the knees. One and one. Announced attendance today. Day baseball on a Wednesday. Check that. Day baseball on a Thursday. 19,706. Swung on and missed on an inside heater. One and two. Renfro stands in. The pitch from Cordero. Check swing. Did he go? They're going to say he did not. The count evens at two. One out here in the top of the eighth. The White Sox trailing. 13 to 10. The four-seamer high is fouled back into the upper deck behind home plate. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. He gets Renfro. So Cordero starting to feel a little bit of a groove now. Has two outs in the eighth inning quickly. And Yandy Diaz will step up to the plate. The right-handed hitting Diaz is one for four. As the shadows are creeping now. Sitting right in the middle of the mound and the plate. Sox had a really good size lead in this game. Now they trail by three. 13 to 10. This ball sent out in the center field. Robert on his horse going to make a really nice play running in. Speed right there. Speed made that play. One, two, three. Good for the White Sox. Cordero does his job this inning. We're midway through the eighth chasing three. Oliver Drake has 13 games under his belt. He's got an 0-1 record, 15 innings, and a 3.60 earned run average. Right-handed batters are hitting 381 against him. And here's Luis Robert, who's 0 for 3 with a flyout in the sixth inning. And he's a right-handed batter. So here in the bottom of the eighth, it'll be Robert, the nine-hitter. Anderson and Leary Garcia scheduled to hit. Inside four, Seamer misses 1-0 the count. Renteria trying to give a day off to Aloy Jimenez. But the way that things are going today, anything is possible. 1-0 to Robert, the pitch from the righty. Split finger on the outside corner, called a strike. Alex Colome, the only guy warming up in the bullpen for the White Sox. I don't know uh, if there's any reason why he wouldn't be in. Cordero's done his job. Colome's going to come in if they're winning or losing in the ninth. Roberts going to send this one out in the right field, tailing back as Meadows. He's going to make the play. Robert, a few days ago, seemed like he was dead on. He was all over pitches. He was seeing it good. Now he's falling back off again. The kid's got to figure it out, but it's taking a long time. We talked about this a lot on our show. Not bringing him up, not bringing Nick Madrigal up to get a little taste. That means there's going to be growing pains at the beginning of the season. We saw Moncada do it. 
He had a rough first season up here. We saw Jimenez have a rough first half. 1-0 to Anderson with one out here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Sox trailing by three. Sent out to second base. A one-hopper gobbled up and over to first. And there's two gone in the eighth. And it feels like it was just everything the bat was touching was sailing all over the place for both teams. And now the pitchers have figured it out. Maybe the, maybe the bats got tired. Unfortunately, we're down by three. Larry Garcia comes up. He's got a two-run home run in the fourth inning. I'm sure he'd rather have the lead, though. This Sox team does not like to lose series. They have not done it very often. And they're in the rubber match right now. Pitch to Garcia. Swung on and missed a cut fastball. 0-1 the count. The next offering. Chop foul on a split finger. 0-2. Inside pitch almost catches Garcia on the hip. It does not, though. One and two the count. Garcia takes a high four seamer, evening the count at two each. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Bottom of the eighth inning. Oliver Drake on for the Rays. Larry Garcia's one for three with a two-run home run. He has no base runners, and the White Sox need three runs to tie this game. They came back down two in the ninth two nights ago against these Rays. Rips a ball in between short and third. Nice play by Adames. It looked like he pulled Choi off of the bag, but the umpire is going to say that he was on there. Renteria is going to come out and ask, are you sure he was on there? We're going to take a quick look here as we go to the top of the ninth inning. He may have had a toe. Ricky Renteria wants to give his team every chance to come back in the bottom of the ninth inning, so Alex Colome is going to come out. He's got 13 appearances, 11 and a third innings, six saves and eight opportunities. He's 0-1 with a 3.18 earned run average. And the righty stands in against Brandon Lowe with his team down by three. It's a weird spot to have your closer in. And I don't think you'd normally do this. But in a game where everybody's been hitting, you believe you could come back. This one's sent off the wall, though, in right center field, so... Colome's caught the bug as well where he's given up big hits. And Lowe, his bat still works. Another double for him. And he leads off the ninth inning for the Rays saying, I want more. Sox need to hold him here as Manuel Margot comes up. He's one for four. Has not done well when we've had a righty up there like we have right now in Colome. A strike in the outside corner and a cut fastball. 0-1 the count. Singled in the second off of Keuchel. Has been shut down ever since. Hitting 278, playing mainly against left-handed starting pitching. The 0-1 pitch. A bunt laid down perfectly to second base is going to advance the runner. Mendick is able to make the play, but he put that in the exact spot you want to put it. He pushed it past the pitcher right towards Mendick for a slow roller. He gets his runner over to third in the attempt to get the insurance run. And Choi comes up two for four. And the job that Colome has now is to try to keep Choi in the infield or strike him out to avoid letting that runner come home. First pitch, a curveball on the outside for a strike. Choi's hitting 364 with runners in scoring position. Sits 0-1 right now with one out here on the top of the ninth. The pitch. Chop back foul, 0-2, and, and now Colome can work 
inside, outside, out of the zone if he wants to. He's got every option with the batter 0-2. You don't want to give him anything to hit. You want him to chase and make a mistake. You want to hold that runner at third base. The pitch. Inside, misses on a cut fastball, and he's trying to jam him now. His thing is, if you're going to put your, your bat on it, I want to go off the, the tiny part by your hands. Not let you barrel it up and you pop this thing up, and that's what he's trying to do. High and inside, he misses. The 1-2 offering. He goes low and outside, and Choi takes strike three. He was frozen. There's two outs with a runner on third, and if the Sox can keep this within three, they will have a pretty solid chance with the middle of their order. Abreu will be coming up. Moncada will be coming up. Pops straight up. Zanito puts it right behind the plate. McCann is back there. He will catch it. The inning is over, so nobody crosses the plate for the Rays, giving the White Sox a chance. They chase three, going into the bottom of the ninth. Nick Anderson comes in. He's got 10 saves and 12 opportunities, and he's 0-1. 12 innings pitch with a 4.50 earned run average. But guess what? One of those opportunities that didn't work out for him was in the ninth inning two nights ago when this White Sox team scored two on him. And it was this middle of the lineup that got to him. Abreu stands in two for four, and Anderson throws a low outside fastball that misses. 1-0 the count. Mancada's on deck. It was Mancada who drove in the tying run. Sox were trailing by two. He had a one-out, two-run single that got it done. Abreu had gotten on base in that inning as well. Swings and misses at a four-seamer, one and one the count. White Sox came very close to walking off in that ninth inning. Jimenez hit, just missed the top of the wall in clearing in left center field. Instead, we went to the 14th inning where we ended up losing. But we got to Anderson. Two and one now to Abreu. Instead of chasing two, though, we're chasing three, so it's still a tall order. We've seen stranger things happen so far early in this season. The pitch from the righty. Inside corner, high, but in the zone, two and two to Jose Abreu. The pitch. Swung on and sent down the first baseline foul. It was a slider down the middle that Abreu gets a good piece of, but can't keep it fair. The 2-2 pitch. Chopped down the first baseline, almost gets over the bag for a base hit, but does not. Count remains even at two or reset. Anderson sets. Outside, swung on and missed. It was out of the zone. It would have been ball three. He gets him to chase it. Anderson is sitting sixth right now in the American League and saves with ten. Here's the guy that ruined his night the other night, Yohan Mancada. Unfortunately, there's nobody on base. So he can't hit a three-run home run. He's one for four in this game with a double. Stands in hitting from the left side. They have that shift on again with him, so he could bust the shift. If he can, get an outside pitch and put it down the third base line. He takes a strike high. 0-1 the count with one out here in the bottom of the ninth. Chops one foul, and quickly he's 0-2. Schedule behind him is James McCann. I see no reason why he wouldn't hit. The pitch. Chop foul again. 0-2 the count. Sacks had a good-sized lead. 8-4. Dallas Keuchel was 0-2. On the first batter he faced in that inning and cruising along. 
and very quickly, he gives up a run and then a three-run home run that ties it. The Sox didn't have enough time to get him out of there. Fouled off down the third base line after Mankata took a ball. The count is one and two. Swings at one outside the zone. Slow chopper to second base. Going to be a tough play. They're going to get Mankata by a hair. That's the second time that's happened. The White Sox are down to their last out. I keep saying it was going to be McCann. It's, it's Grandal. Then McCann because he's in for Encarnacion. Grandal's been red hot in this series, so this would be a big moment for Yasmani. Well, they say went around on a pitch outside the zone. It was close. They're going to say that he could not check it up. Yasmani was able to get on base against Anderson as well in that big inning the other night. He's 1-1 one one with a low inside four-seamer. Two outs here in the bottom of the ninth. The White Sox need a lot to happen if they're going to come back in this game. An exciting series. As a curveball swung on and missed. The White Sox are down to their last strike. Trailing by three. You can't win them all. You can't win every series. But this one will sting just a little bit when you were up 8-4. to four. Dallas Keuchel was on the mound and seemingly had things under control. As a curveball is fouled back by Grandal. Batting on the left side of the plate and not giving up. Will reset. He's making Anderson work for it. But Anderson gets him to swing and miss at a four-seamer outside, and this ball game's over. The Rays win it 13-10. They take two out of three here in Chicago against the White Sox. The White Sox homestand goes four and two after sweeping the Orioles. It was a roller coaster series with the Rays. They had every opportunity to win all three games. They had every opportunity to lose all three games. And unfortunately, they lost two out of three. Over the last 12 games, the White Sox are 500 at 6-6. Six and six. But when you're sitting seven games over 500 and in second place, you're going to have those kind of stretches. So far, they've yet to lose more than two games in a row. And they are on a plane tonight heading to San Francisco to start a three-game set out in the Bay. And then three games down in San Diego. And we learned today... The White Sox are strongly considering the idea of promoting Michael Kopech for one week from today. Their first game home against the Toronto Blue Jays on a Thursday night. One week away, maybe. And the Sox have been a little sketchy on whether or not he's going to come in first in the bullpen, working his way back from Tommy John, or join this staff. And if the staff doesn't turn it around after what we saw in this series... He's probably joining the starting staff. Trevor Richards gets the win for the Rays. Two and two-thirds innings pitch. Three hits, no strikeouts, two earned runs, a walk. Kelvin Herrera takes a loss. One and a third innings pitched. He had three earned runs charged to him, even though Jace Fry gave up some of those hits. Two hits charged to Herrera, three strikeouts, and a walk. Nick Anderson gets the save for the Rays. Hunter Renfro is their player of the game. Two for four with two home runs and five RBIs. We had a guy to hit two home runs, Nomar Mazzara. Two for three with two solo shots, three RBIs in total. Edwin Encarnacion, three for four with a home run and three RBIs. Jose Abreu, two for five with a home run, a double and two RBIs. Larry Garcia had a two-run home run as well. The bats were here. The pitching was not. Not our day on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. We will see you tomorrow from San Francisco. I'm looking forward to some balls splashing down in the bay. Hit by White Sox batters. 
You've been listening to a White Sox simulated baseball game brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park at 33rd in Princeton. Use Grubhub, Cork and Carry at the Park.com. Get the wrap up and all the stats up to date from SoxOn35th.com. Make sure you check back with us tomorrow on Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.